0: Back to throw, in trouble, he's
1: going to be sacked, no, gets away, he runs, gets away again, goes to the 40, gets away again, to the 35, cuts back at the 30, to the 20, the 15, the 10, he dies, touchdown 49ers! Every time the San Francisco 49ers make the playoffs, they end up in the NFC Championship. Just, Just mark it down, Zane, just mark it down, 15 times! In the last forty seasons, this team has been in the NFC Championship game, and that is a lot. Five times in the eighties, five times in the nineties. We don't talk about the two thousands, four times in the tens, and now one in the twenties or wherever the hell we are right now. Another NFC championship game. Was there
0: ever any doubt, Zane? Was there ever any doubt? I never doubted them for a minute. Hey, I picked them last week too. Remember that. <laughs> I never doubted them for a minute. I wish, I wish we could show people the text message that you and I sent when they were down at <laughs> the beginning man but wow that was unbelievable i can't believe that they went into green bay against the potential back-to-back mvp and reigning mvp hall of famer aaron Rodgers, playing his peak hasn't thrown a cake in two and a half months into snowy lambo where california teams are two and 14 i believe was the record that they had playing in freezing temperatures up there they went up there they looked like they were going to lose at the end and all of a sudden Al. The much maligned special teams unit, the unit that we have criticized all season long for mistake after, mistake after mistake after mistake comes through with the, what are we calling that? The block now? Like we have the catch one, two, three. Is that is that the block?
1: It's the block. Absolutely. It's, it's gotta be. It's gotta be.
0: And the guy that did it, Jordan Willis, you traded a, a, like a conditional, I think it was a conditional sixth round pick or something like that for him. And as an extra pass rusher, he came in and he just becomes like an absolute focal point now in 49ers folklore, like him and Talano Hufanga, like those two guys will forever be remembered by 49ers fans for the most unlikely of outcomes. Like I, you know, in the wheel of outcomes, Al, where I thought they could fall in, like the spectrum of outcomes, that was not one of the ones that I saw happening that you win based off of a blocked punt and essentially like a blocked field goal at the end of the half. Unbelievable. I'm so pumped. I'm so hyped. The game happened several days ago, Al, and I'm still pumped. I'm still hyped. I can't believe it, man. The Niners are playing for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Can you believe that?
1: From three and five to this. And, and listen, you can't measure resiliency, right? You you can't measure, not sound corny, but you can't measure heart. And this team just has it in, a, in abundance. It's, it's unbelievable. They're just as tough and as hard-nosed of a team just it's, it's old school football in a new age of the NFL. This is old school football. And it was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Listen, the bills and chiefs game was a classic in its own way, right? With, with offense and everything else. But I thought this was a cl- classic in a, in a different way. It was just tough old school. Like I'm watching an eighties game and I love games like that. Give me a good 13 to 10 game any day of the week with good defense. And and, and I I'll, I'll take it. And, and, and it was great. And I just got to say this saying, like anybody who knows me, look, I've been around for a while. You guys know how I am. I say what I think. I'm mm-hmm. honest. I am. I thought they were shit at the beginning of the season. I thought there were a lot of problems. I said it criticized the hell out of them as the season went on. I said, you know what? All right. You know, they're changing my mind. They, they deserve credit right now. I'm, I'm a believer. I'm a believer in this culture. I'm a believer in the roster. I'm a believer in Kyle Shanahan. I'm a believer in John Lynch. I just think this team is getting to the point because last year, if the injuries weren't there, even not even the injuries, if they just had average quarterback play last year, they would have made the playoffs. Even without right. Posa, even without Kittle, even without Debo, which is insane because those guys were injured and hurt. They would have made the playoffs. They had average quarterback play last year. It says a lot. And now look, they've been in the NFC title game two of the last three years. Maybe I, maybe I, maybe we as a fan base, we got to back off on the criticism when when the chips get down because you have to earn that. You have to earn that. You can't be a team, who, you know, they had made the playoffs, like we said, four times in 19 years or 18 years, whatever it was. But now it's been two of the last three and the tide is starting to turn and they're starting to earn that benefit of the doubt when things get down because if they showed you anything, it doesn't matter when things get down. The whole team comes back. Even the quarterback was terrible. <laughs> when the game's on the line, he's not. When you need those last drives, you know, he makes some throws. So um, it, it's just great, man. And, you know, we'll get into the defense, which I just can't stop raving about. But Zane, this is just as hard-nosed and as easy a team to kind of fall in love with right now, as I can remember.
0: So much credit to Kyle Shanahan and D'Amico Ryans. And... Even Richard Hightower as well for this for this victory and how how far they've gotten like I mean just unbelievable coaching job by them to pull a group that was left for dead like they were done Al like they were two and mm-hmm. four and then three and five that ironically that Rams game kind of turned things around for them and, and said okay well maybe they have it but they were they were left for dead at the beginning of the season and we're like there's no hope in sight they can't get healthy they they're not playing well Jimmy was in and out of lineup the defense was. a a completely different unit than what you see now and all of a sudden they look like one of the hottest teams in the league the last 11 weeks out they have played unbelievable football you can argue that they have they could have and maybe should have gone undefeated in those last 11 weeks of the season the two losses being the seattle game where they they were basically in it till the end and they should have put seattle away in the first half and the tennessee game where if they had better quarterback play they probably would have won so i think that a lot of people now, this is what we expected the 49ers to be, Al, last year, right? We were talking about revenge tour and this and that. This is what we expected to see out of them. And I think that now when you win, and we say this all the time, winning is the is the best deodorant, right? And when it covers up a lot, when you win, it covers up everything. Like, look, Jimmy Cropolo is, and I, I don't want to keep the focus on him because this was a, an absolute team win. And I don't think he he, he frankly contributed that much to the win. <laughs> I think he contributed more to, to them having to over, overcome things in this particular game. But look. He's been awful in his five starts in the, in the playoffs, all five of them. He hasn't played well, any of them, but they've won four of them and nobody cares about that because they won four of them. Right. And that's what winning does. And whatever little gaps the coaching has and the small things that the defense has, like the, the play before the half where Aaron Jones is running free up the sideline and busted coverage. Nobody's talking about that. Nobody cares because who cares? You won the game. That doesn't matter anymore. And great play, by the way, by Joukowsky Tart to come across the field on that play to, to save a touchdown. Because again, as we know, Nick Bosa comes up with the sack on the next play and they block the field goal, which is an absolute, that was a total game changer at that point.
1: So, so he's so underrated. Tart is maybe one of the most underrated players in the league. He's unbelievable. Unbelievably consistent.
0: Yeah, unbelievable. Him and Jimmy Ward both. We, we used to rag on these guys at the beginning when Balky drafted them because they didn't really have an impact. They've really found a home here. And I really hope they stick around uh, through, through the second contracts. But now I think that your, your point is valid with the coaching, right? Like, I mean, they've been, they've been doing an unbelievable job. Like Kyle, you've seen him grow as a coach. Like there are things that like little dumb mistakes he would make with clock management, stuff like that, that you saw him consistently make in the previous, you know, four and a half years here. But that last drive against green Bay was just so textbook out. They got the ball back with three and a half minutes left. They, the first play, the first play was a pass to Kittle, right? Gets the clock going, get your first, first down. They proceeded to eat the rest of the clock. Green Bay had all all three timeouts, too. They proceeded to eat the rest of the clock. Green Bay did not get the ball back the rest of the game. And the call to Debo on that third and seven, probably, I think, my favorite 49er right now. But just an unbelievable play call by Kyle to not only keep the clock running, but to give the ball to Debo, your best player right now, and to get that first down, just huge. Great clock management by Kyle. Aaron Rodgers did not get the ball back before the game expired. they got into Robbie Gold's range, who has been fantastic in the playoffs, by the way. Mm -hmm. And they're just getting contributions from all over the place. And Al, nobody wants to play this team right now. I guarantee you, nobody wants to play them.
1: And you mentioned Kyle growing growing as a coach. And all we ever heard about Kyle was, oh, well, he's such a great play caller. Kyle, play caller. Kyle, scheme, this, that, and the other thing. The head coach is the CEO. And you look at how Kyle's going into this. Number one, how many head coaches is this dude going to have from his staff? We already got Salah. I'll tell you mm-hmm. what, D'Amico Ryan's is going to be around much more than after next year. If he's not even gone this year, Mike McDaniel's getting interviews. As the CEO, look at the people he's put around him. Just, just terrific coaches, terrific coaches. He lost, you know, probably one of the better defensive coordinators in the league, and, and D'Amico Ryan stepped in, and it has been fantastic. He's put LaFleur, together LeFleur as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He he's put together a just a great coaching staff and a great culture, and you could tell the team. You don't win games like this unless you're close as a team, right? Right. Not repeatedly. And you could tell they've, they've, they've put quality guys on the team. They put quality coaches. And I, I want to go into segue into this, into D'Amico Ryan's and what this defense has done, because it has not been talked about en- enough. Last 11 games, 17.2 points per game. They've given up 20 or less seven times and 17 or less six times. That's that's top of the league type stuff, and let's talk about the playoffs with this. And this is Salah and, and Ryan's. The five playoff games in the Kyle Shanahan era, seventeen point six points per game. Zane, they have twenty three sacks in five playoff games. This defense under with Kyle, Kyle Shanahan under Salah and Ryan's. And Great. this year, they have ten sacks in two games. Ten sacks in two. Like I, you know, I I didn't think they were going to be able to do that to Rogers. they did. They did. Mm-hmm. They did. And they did it to Stafford. We'll see if Stafford gets his revenge this week because I don't want to jinx anything. But Stafford looked like he was seeing ghosts three weeks ago. Prescott looked like he was seeing ghosts. Aaron Rodgers didn't know what what the hell he was. Have you ever seen Aaron Rodgers play like that? He didn't know what he was looking at. They were all over him, all over him. And two of the guys, Zane, who have been just otherworldly in these playoff runs, Nick Bosa, six and a half sacks in his five playoff games. And the guy who I will no longer tolerate or say <laughs> anything, no more slander for Eric Armstead, none. Right. He has right. played at the biggest moments, in the biggest moments, he has been fantastic. He is a beast right now, a beast. He is dominating people, playing on the inside where he belongs, absolutely dominating people. He is He is a stud, and he is pl- he's playing like
0: an all-pro out of this world right now. I, I couldn't be happier for him. He had two huge sacks against Green Bay. He had the one where Green Bay basically like they they went they were going down and, and he ended up uh you know, they were deep in the red zone, got the sack and held him to a field goal when it was when it was seven three. And at that time in the, this is early fourth quarter, the fourth quarter just started, and at that time Green Bay scored a touchdown. The game's essentially over at that point. Niners offense didn't do anything and they couldn't move the ball, they couldn't do anything. And you go up eleven with basically a quarter to go, two scores that in that weather, in that climate. It's over, and he had a huge sack of Aaron Rodgers, forced a field goal, and at the end of the game, as we know, proceeding the play before the punt block was an it was an Eric Armstead sack, and he's playing that Buckner role, right? Like we've talked about the Buckner trade, and he, and, and the Niners got a lot of criticism for that, justified or unjustified, you know, Javon Kenlaw was a pick and things like that, but man, Eric Armstead, he he's taking some heat from people, right? Because he's that he's highly paid. And, you know, the, the, the sack numbers weren't necessarily there. But, I mean, like, man, he's really making his presence felt. And, again, like you said, Al, his home was always inside. Mm-hmm. Always, right? That's where he's been his best. And now he's playing at home. I think, obviously, having Nick Bosa out there helps everybody, helps all the defensive linemen. Arden Key was another guy that came on late, late in the season. Like, it's just they're dominating people up front, and it's allowing D'Amico Rhines to be more creative in terms of how he, he rolls his coverages. They were having trouble with Devonte Adams at the beginning. Like it was to the point where I would call, like, okay, third down. So you know where it's going to go. It's going to Adams and long ball to go to him. Second half of the game, they bottled it up. They they rolled Tart over the top. They doubled Adams on every single play, and they couldn't get the ball to him. Like it's those small adjustments that within a season, Al. It's kind of funny because the season has ebbs and flows, not only for a team but a, but a coaching staff as well. You've seen D'Amico Ryan's mature as a head as a, as a I'd say head coach. One day he'll be a head coach, but as a defensive coordinator, and you've seen him vary his schemes. He's not afraid to bring pressure anymore. He's not afraid to bring the blitz anymore. He's not afraid to roll coverages to double cover guys anymore. It is that creativity. He's not afraid to bring one of the things that I love that he does is he'll ru- he'll rush Bosa right through the A gap. Sometimes like they'll stunt Bosa right through the A gap, and I love that. And Brozo's, but he's he's either had several sacks or several hits just from that sort of like little action, and it's things like that that show the the maturity that Bryant's has had. And again, like I agree, he'll be a head coach someday. He's gonna he's already getting calls and interviews. But man, this is the best defense left in the playoffs by far. And people will say, oh, the Bills are the number one ranked defense. But yeah, you know what? They couldn't get the stop when they needed it. The Niners got repeatedly have gotten those stops when they needed them. So, I mean, this is again like you. You run the football well, which the Niners do, we know that, and you play good defense, that travels with you anywhere and everywhere. And now it's a weird year. I've, I said this to you a while back. It's a weird year where like a six seed or a seven seed or something like that can end up winning the Super Bowl, right? So why not us?
1: They have as good a shot as anyone, final four. Yep. And I'll tell you what, the Packers came into this game. Their last games before the playoffs, 31 points, 36 points, 45 points, 31 points, 24 points, 37 points. And I think it was 30 points in the last game. You know, they had this week 10 points. They couldn't do anything. And I'll tell you what, if I was a team right now, there's a lot of team looking for looking for head coaches. I, I would give really serious consideration to, to Ryan's right now. Obviously, I don't want him to leave San Francisco, but I don't care that he's had one year of experience. The, the guy is a, a born leader you see how he, while he's adjusted this year in the second half of the season, you see what he's throwing at teams. He's incredibly smart. He's, he's going to be a really good head coach. Somebody should, should just, should just get right after him. And I think Mike Tomlin was only a uh, um, coordinator for a year, I believe. So, right. um, and he's y- a young guy like Tomlin and somebody should take a shot, man. They really should.
0: Dante. He rolled out Dante Johnson out there in a division, mm-hmm. in the NFC divisional playoff game in green Bay. And they did not allow Aaron Rodgers to throw a passing touchdown. I the mean, whole, think about the that. The whole season. season,
1: the whole season yeah. with the cor- with the corners every week. I go, they go out there and I'm like, there's no way they're not going to get exposed they're, They just don't have, yeah. they don't have the dogs out there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Guess what? It doesn't matter. doesn't matter who they put back there. It, yeah. Anybody when that Amory he Thomas- has back there. It, look, yeah, look at every Thomas is a good example of too, of development. Look how, look how well he's developed. Throughout this season. That's says another thing, you know? And and you talk about the defensive line too, Chris Eric. We know Eric Armstead. We know Nick Bosa. The rest of these guys, I mean, DJ Jones is a Jones is a really good player. He was a six-round draft pick. Everybody else saying they, they got off the scrap heap. Hugh Key, Willis. I know they signed IbuCon, but it wasn't like a huge a uh, huge signing. You know, it was like a smaller offseason signing. These guys are just Role players like if you can't. If you told me going into the season you'd have Armstead, Bosa, and Jones, it'd be like great. And then you name those other guys, it'd be like, where's the rest of the pass rush going to come from? There's going <laughs> to yeah. be problems, yeah. dude. They're coming in waves. Way mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who you put in. I mean, there's you got to give the coaches credit for that. You have to give the front office credit for recognizing something in these guys. I remember when when they traded for a many who I'm like, whatever, okay, great. You're going to yeah. go seven and ten, and who cares? At well, least he's been terrific. You know he's been he's been he's been a role player on a team that is playing for the Super Bowl right now. It's 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 insane what they've done with these guys, basically off the street. Arden Key was let me care about Arden Key, right? Mm-hmm. Comes in six sacks. I mean, it's it, it's it's unbelievable to to see what they've
0: done with them. And it's is a Niners fan right now. You you got to be thrilled with that side of the ball. Yeah, and. When Embry Thomas was out for the game, like when when they give the pregame reports and he's out with the, he was out with that bone bruise, we don't know his status for the championship game. By the way, I would assume that he's he's going to try to try to go, but it's it's as a recording the show early on in the week, and we don't really know. But you know, they do have that extra day of rest, which which should help. But man, when he was out, and the idea of starting Dante Johnson or Josh Norman, they went with Dante Johnson. Mm-hmm. Although Norman did get in for a play, and guess where they attacked? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> where they went. But uh, that, that idea scared me so much. And again, pass rush was fierce. The run defense was fantastic. And they're, they're just so fundamentally sound. And you saw a team that was executing the game plan perfectly. And I feel like they are getting hot at the right time or they are hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. And typically out those teams, like it's like 2007 New York Giants vibes, right? It's like that team where it's like, yo, you know, there's no way that they're going to beat people and this and that. They got a quarterback that's kind of questionable and like kind of erratic, whatever. But they got a defense that's pretty good. Uh, ah, there's no way they'll take anybody down. All of a sudden, they're mm-hmm. playing for the Super Bowl, right? So, again, like, you know, I'll, I'll get into my personal feelings about how I'm feeling as a Forty Nine er fan later on. But I think that Niners fans should be really thankful and happy with not only this year, but like going forward, Al, like the, the foundation set with this team to keep the championship windows now, right? You're playing for a championship, right? Mm -hmm. So I think it's reasonable to say the windows open now and for now. And for the years to come, they have such a good foundation that they've set down this year.
1: And and I thought the second half of that Rams game, and I said it at the time could really catapult this team to something in the playoffs. Cause that was, you're down 17, Mm nothing against a division rival. You got to win the game to get into the playoffs and you come out with that kind of a comeback that's something that you could build on and it can carry over. And it did. It, it definitely carried over for them. And they're just, they're riding that wave right now. And yeah, they can, if this defense keeps doing what it's doing, they can play with anyone because this kind of football travels, whether you're in a dome, whether you're at, in negative 10 degree weather, whatever it is, this kind of football travels good defense, run the football and you have two blue chip playmakers and Kittle and Debo and Devo, I'm sorry. I, I, Cooper Kopp is as well. I mean, Cooper Cup made huge, two gigantic plays to help his team win. But those two guys, Jonathan Taylor sitting home, those two guys are as valuable as any non-QBs right now in this league, I'm sorry, for what they do for their team week in and week out. You know, you could say there's a, there are better players, fine. You, you know, is Devontae Adams maybe a, a better wide receiver than Samuel? sure great. But but what Samuel does week in and week out, running the ball and just making a play when you need it. Mm-hmm. Every week, they just put the ball in his hands and every week, just, I mean, Debo, thank you. Thank you for this season. It's been unbelievable. And to have somebody like that who you need 10 yards, you literally just give him the ball. Here, come, mm-hmm. I'm going to hand you the ball and you're just going to go get it for me. When you have people like that, it can really carry you. And look, I think We've seen what they've done to the Rams, and, and then Cincinnati. You know, is an up and coming team. The Chiefs are the Chiefs, but listen, the Niners played them tight last time they played them. So, you know, I, I think the Niners have as good a chance as anyone right now, and and, it, and it's definitely fun. What they do need, Zane, if they're going to do this, listen, the offense has as much talent as any offense in this league. Okay, mm-hmm. Kittle, Debo, Ayuk. Juwan Jennings has been a good complimentary piece. Elijah Mitchell is a beast. They can run, you know, just the running game alone from Shanahan. You could could really put a lot of people back there and be successful. The offensive line is fantastic. You know, assuming Trent Williams is healthy. There's no reason this team can't put up 30 a game. None. Mm -hmm. And if they want to win the Super Bowl, I I think at some point they're going to have to make some explosive plays in that offense. You can't live with two touchdown passes in five weeks or whatever it's been now. Got to make a few more plays there. Um, Do they have the Rams number? We'll see. But, but I think, I think there's going to have to be more explosive plays in the, in, in the passing game. If this team's going to win the championship.
0: Yeah. I think that again, like I mentioned earlier that Jimmy's been terrible in all five of his playoff games and you know, the old adage of like, Oh, even a broken clock is correct twice a day, Mm -hmm. right? Like, I hope that that kind of is true with Jimmy. where like, all right, like he'll, even if it's a fluke, right? Pull, you know, just a a great performance out of his ass, right? And then all of a sudden the Niners are are rolling. Because I really think, Al, with the way the defense is playing, if the offense kind of holds its weight holds its water, they are arguably the team to beat right now. Because that's kind of what's lacking is the offensive punch. And again, you could say like, well, it's Green Bay. Nobody was going to win there with the wind and snow. Nobody was going to put up crazy numbers there. And that's fine. Like, I get it. And you could argue that, you know, Jimmy had, you know, over 100 yards and drop passes as well um, in that game that, that he put on guys. But, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, is that they have to score more offensively, and, and they can't just rely on the defense to hold them in every game, which is kind of what they've been doing up until now. And I think that, look, they – I think that the number one, your quarterback is hurt. We know that, right? And I think it's obviously affecting him. Um, He's been making poor decisions. The, the pick at the goal line against green Bay was just as inexcusable as that pick against Dallas, same idea, rolling out, throw the damn ball away, throw it away, live for another down. And I think, again, that's why Trey's, that's why is here, right? By the way, Al, so that, that pick that they traded away to get Trey Lance for this, this next upcoming draft in April, Mm -hmm. that's pick number 29 right now. So you, oh, you wow. tell me. Wow. Yeah. People, I didn't even, I, you people, know what? I didn't even think about that. You're right. That's yep. crazy. So unbelievable. Like the fact that they made it this far and you essentially swapped first round picks last year and you traded like a late round pick this year and maybe a late round pick next year for, you know, like a, like a top 15 quarterback and like a, a franchise quarterback. Uh, I say top 15, it, like, it's his, it's his floor. But a franchise quarterback is unbelievable, unbelievable value if, if they can pull this off. But again, like you know, like I said, like the, the, if the quarterback position sorts itself out, if he can play better, if he can protect the ball better, I think you know they they are really really dangerous. And again, I'm with you. They need to make more plays. They had a couple of explosive plays again, but the receivers dropped the ball. Ayuk had a had a fumble that was almost not a fumble, and then they all the incomplete, and you know it was just a, a really weird game. So I think that they're playing in a dome. They they're playing against an opponent they know. I think that this is the game that they can kind of try some things and and be a little bit more uh, open with the field, and not playing a five yard box like they they've been doing. You you know, Jimmy, it's the Jimmy Garoppolo experience, right? So
1: he makes the he throws the pick. He did have drops in the beginning. I thought he, I thought he started the game pretty well actually. But you know, I'm not going to get on people for drops because it was like negative ten. You can't even feel the ball. You can't even feel your hands. You know. Yeah. then he has again another inexcusable interception which which happens every week and then he's throwing these ducks out in the flat that probably probably should oh. throw in like three interceptions yeah,
0: i mean some terrible. of those throws
1: i'm like oh, my god what are you doing mm-hmm. but you know what as sick as this is that last drive i'm like he's he's gonna be clutch as, as awful as yeah. he was in as much as every time he threw the ball i like i like had to cover my eyes mm-hmm. i knew in that last drive you know what he's gonna make some throws here and that's kind <laughs> of like, it's, this whole thing is like weird, right? And who tweeted? Yeah. Somebody tweeted, was it? Oh, Javi did. Okay. I didn't see who did it. I just saw it and liked it. Okay. So Javi Bacon, five playoff games. The Niners are 64-102 throwing for 730 yards, two TDs and five interceptions. And they're four and one. <laughs> I, again, in the we talked about last week, sort of the history of football. Yeah. What other, t- has this ever happened? I mean, maybe in the 60s or <laughs> 70s or something, but like. In yeah. this era of football, has any team gotten that out of their passing game and been this dominant in the playoffs? I, I can't imagine that it has. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's the most bizarre thing in the world. And even with him, right? I call him Jimmy Goldfish. Ted, you watch Ted Lasso? How oh, he says, be a goldfish. Yeah, yeah. You watch Ted Lasso? Okay. Yeah, so he, yeah, t- yeah. he says, a goldfish is the happiest animal. For those who don't watch Ted Lasso, you should. And if you don't, I'll explain it. He says, a goldfish is the happiest animal in the world because it has a one-second memory and then it just mm-hmm. forgets and goes on. Jimmy Goldfish, that's, that's what that's what he does. That's what he is. He just he will throw 15 of the worst balls you've ever seen in his life, and there's a minute and a half left, and he, he'll go and throw three great passes to win you the game. Which, you know what? A lot has to be said for that. And also, in terms of Garoppolo, we not just play. I do want to say this about him. I was watching an interview with him. Maybe it was with Aaron Andrews before the game. Mm. He carries himself really well. And I... I Said, it reminded me of Alex Smith, because Alex Smith, no matter what was going on around him, he said the right thing, he did the right thing, he carried himself the right way, and his teammates loved him. Jimmy Garoppolo, despite everything that's gone around around him this year, he has carried himself the right way, he has said the right thing, he has done the right thing. And you know what? His teammates love him. His teammates do. That is unquestionable that his teammates really, really love him. And so you got to – listen, I give him credit for, for being a goldfish, because not a lot of people can do that. Do the Rams look like they can be goldfishes? They don't. When things go wrong, they start to implode. So there's a lot to be said for that. Um, so a lot of credit to him for that. Does he have his flaws? Yes. But you know what? This team rallies around him and, and there's something,
0: there's some kind of good juju with them right now. So It's interesting and fascinating to see how his teammates talk about him because look, statistically, he's there's nothing flashy about him. He's an average quarterback statistically. Physically, he's not an opposing guy. And when you see him play the film, it's like it's there's nothing there at this point in his career that's like oh it's off the charts really good, but like you said, when the game is on the line, it's nut crunching time. Several times this year, he's already done it in 2019 as well. Several times, four times in 2019, he like game when he drives as well. So he does have, I believe, he has 11 for his career now, which is which is not a big amount, but considering the short amount of time he started, uh, it's 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 pretty impressive. And you have to think to yourself, Al what quarterback is going to be successful given the amount of crap that Jimmy's had to put up with and how to deal with like off the field and the media and his own team, getting his replacement, sitting behind him. What quarterback is going to succeed in that scenario? You have to be pretty darn mentally tough to be able to get through all of that. And I think that's what his teammates like about him the most is the guy is is mentally tough and physically as well, right? He's dealing with a couple of ailments playing through it. Like the mm-hmm. guys like that, that he is willing to go out there with them and give it a shot. And sometimes it was on detriment, right? Like the Miami game where he had the ankle and he shouldn't have played, and he was terrible, and, the, and the, right. they basically, you know, were out of that. But they respect his toughness and his heart, and I do too, right? I tweeted out before the game, like no matter what, I will always respect his toughness and heart, and, mm-hmm. and the the position that he's put this team in to be able to help uh, go to another Super Bowl, and it, he hasn't done it alone. Again, like I feel like, you know, he didn't contribute too much in this game. It was more so the defense uh, and the special teams that did it. But again. When he plays and he starts, they win at an overwhelming clip. So there's stuff that's going on behind the doors that we see there that he's had his teammates buy into, that he's been able to get them to, to fall behind him and, and follow his lead that we don't see that you cannot quantify in yards per attempt or QB rating or this metric or that metric. And I think that's the sign of a true leader. And that's one thing that you can say about him, that he is a true leader and guys want to follow him. Yeah, and I don't think I, I know for me, like I don't
1: dislike him at all. I mean, he frustrates me as a, as a quarterback sometimes, but I'm not somebody who's like you know you think oh a lot of people hate Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm not like that at all. The only thing that would frustrate me is again through this long process of them finding his replacement, the denial in some people or people who would just you know I talked last week about like the Joe Montana comparisons and things like that. Just don't do that. <laughs> just just yeah. just admit he is what he is, and that's fine because he is a gutsy quarterback who his team rallies around, right? he is also that as opposed in addition to any negative thing you want to say about him. So, you know what man, where I am with it right now, if if he's going to throw in the next two games for 237 yards and four picks and they're going to hoist the Lombardi trophy, sign me up. You know, yeah. you know, again, I think I think they're going to need more out of him and I think he's going to have to he's going to have to make some plays, especially if you have to play the a team like the Chiefs or even the Bengals, who I know they shut down earlier in the year, but they can be an explosive team. And even this Rams team can be very explosive. So I think he's going to have to make some throws, which he has in the past. Um, so, so, so we'll see what happens with that. But Zane this week coming up, man, I'll tell you. So I said that it's, it's, you know, beating a team three times in a row in the same season is tough. Apparently it's not because apparently this has <laughs> happened 21 times in the team that's won the first two, one fourteen. So what the hell do I yeah. know? But this isn't <laughs> just three times in a row. This is this would be seven times in a row. Um, a really good team, a team that's built to win it this year. I mean, if any team won it all in, it was the Rams, right? Mm-hmm. So this is going to be a really, really tough game. Um, what do you? Th- I mean, where are you? Where are you mentally right now? Are
0: you like? Do you feel good? Are you nervous? Like, like, where are you at with this? I'm actually not nervous at all, Al. I, I and again, I said the same thing before last game. I'm not nervous, and you know why? Because for the first time in my life as a 49ers fan, like literally the first time. I'm thankful for this season and I'm at peace with what happens like before it was like oh you have to win the Super Bowl it's about a championship your season's a total failure if you don't get you know like from where they came from Al and what we were saying about them and and the thoughts that we had about like you know is Kyle gonna last through the end of next season and and Jimmy's a, a terrible quarterback and like they should bench him for Trey Lance and like they're not going anywhere may as well develop Trey which they still need to do by the way but all of those ideas of like looking ahead and oh, they don't have first-round traffic, and now all of a sudden they're playing for a spot in the Super Bowl against an opponent that's very beatable for them. I mean, I'm just thankful, man, that they're here. I'm just appreciating the fact that like this is not even about this year. It was never about this year, right? We talked about this year being a building year for Trey, and the next year they re- they reset with Trey, and then they can kind of put their ducks in a row and go after it after that. This was kind of just like a transition year, and this is just like uh, the with the way that it's turned out. I have this overwhelming sense of gratitude and fulfillment no matter where they end. And people may say, Oh, it's loser talk. No, that's not loser talk. I'm not saying they're going to lose. I'm saying I'm thankful for where, where they're at. And we talk about how they beat beaten the Rams six times in a row. And I'm I'm a huge proponent of past success doesn't indicate future, indicate future performance, right. In in a lot of ways. And I think that in NFL, we kind of live in a vacuum and we're like, okay, well they've done, they've done this X amount of times to, to this team. And therefore it's going to continue. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily believe in that, but I do believe in this, Al. I believe in the playoffs are game seven, every single game, right? It's a one game show up on that day. Otherwise you're going home. And the 49ers have to show up two more times, right? One more to get to the the ultimate goal, the the, to get to play for the ultimate goal. And then two, to have that trophy in your hand. And Mm -hmm. I'm not nervous because again, going forward, And I don't want to look towards next year because, you know, they hopefully have one more game to play after this, but going forward out, like when they drop Trey into this lineup, it is a championship level team. Mm -hmm. And if Trey is anything more than just a capable quarterback, they're going to be so good for years. And that is the most exciting thing to me is that it's not even just about this year. It's about going forward. Like they're back. The Niners are back, baby. And they're going to be contending for a while now. And they just needed this season to kind of set it up. And whatever they do going forward, to me, they're playing with house money. Now people don't like saying that, but they're playing with house money now at this point. And yeah, I, I think that, yeah, go ahead.
1: Go, no, don't go ahead. I was going to say, no, I agree with you. I think I, th- I said it last week. I just think this whole postseason has been house's money. And once they won that first game, like I was like, that's a pretty successful season from where they were good for them. Um, and, and for them to still be going. Yeah, it's just, it's all house's money right now. I agree with you.
0: Yeah. And as far as the Rams go, like, look, they were way up on Tampa Bay. That's a, that, that was game over. Right. I stopped watching that game. I was like, Oh, Brady's done. Okay. Let's prep for the Rams. Right. Let's prep to make it a red, a red wave or red out or red light or whatever they want to call it. And so if I say the candlestick South is what we're calling it now, or Levi <laughs> South is what we're calling it now, by the way, Al the whole moratorium on 49ers uh, tickets and things like that. So I want to make a PSA to, to our listeners. If you are looking for tickets to the, that game, and Ticketmaster somehow bars you, I think they did They did remove that, but Ticketmaster somehow bars you because you're not local, you can go through PayPal. right? There are several different methods where you don't have to give your actual location. It's just your bank's location that they track, and you can purchase tickets that way. So go through PayPal. Don't go through Ticketmaster if you're getting denied. Um, there are several back channel ways where they don't check, check your location. Let's pack that damn stadium with 49ers fans. And now I think I think we're going to be in a similar situation where we're going to pack with Niners fans. And uh, to be able to take over another stadium like that's unreal. And I think that that's going to have a, a, a effect on the Rams because they turtle under pressure. They're not a resilient team. right? And this is the matchup that I wanted, right? Like, I don't necessarily want to play the Rams again because, again, law of averages says, oh, well, you know, eventually they're going to get you because you beat them so many times. But, I mean, at the same time, it's like, you know, in football it's different because it's just a one-game thing. So and you this no is the one I Tom wanted. Brady ever. I wanted, yes, I wanted no part (laughs) of Tom Brady in the championship game. The whole Jimmy versus Tom narrative, no way, dude. I did not, I did not want that. I did not want to face that guy in championship game. So uh, this is the matchup I wanted. Uh, Frankly, I wanted like the Eagles or somebody, but like, you know, this is the matchup I wanted uh, with the teams that were left. And I think it's going to be very, very tough. Again, you know, the Niners, right? You know, they're not going to make it easy. They're going to make it hard on us, but you know, whatever happens out for the record, I am thankful and I am at peace with whatever happens. So I wanted to, to, go back a little bit, your, your point
1: on Lance. Cause, cause you brought up something that I've been thinking about. So everybody is comparing Trey Lance and I, I keep seeing it now. Like, Oh, can Trey be the next Josh Allen? And you always talk about Zane, like the impatience of people with the quarterback and when are they going to start knocking Trey? This hmm. is a public service announcement from your friend Al do not compare Trey Lance to Josh Allen. Josh Allen is a freak alien elite, I want to say once in a lifetime, but you have Mahomes there too. He, he is unfreaking believable. He may be like the John Elway of this era. Like like Allen is elite of the elite. He could make the argument that he's the best quarterback in the league in the next few years. You know what I mean? He's right there mm-hmm. with Mahomes. I think. I think it's going to be those two. Like it was Manning and Brady. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. Do not put that on Lance. There deals got guys like that do not come along that much. You know what I mean? Like, you don't draft somebody, just got the physical tools, and they're that elite. Josh Allen's got everything going on. Mm-hmm. They're a rare, rare, rare breed. But that doesn't mean that Lance still can't be very, very good. So don't put that expectation on him. But like you said, Zane, even if he's just kind of a top 12 guy, the Niners are going to be really good for a long time because they're loaded and they have good coaching. And if he steps in and he's he's better than Jimmy, even just a little bit better than Jimmy, even 15, 20% better than Jimmy, if he opens some things up down the field, the Niners, the Niners now are in the NFC Championship game to the last three years. What are they going to do if they got a quarterback who can stretch the defense, you know, make plays with his legs and just put that aspect of the game in there? Doesn't have to be Josh Allen. He doesn't have to be that. But if he's still good, then this Niners team, where they can go, like you said, it's, it's successful. I think I talked a lot this year that this has to be year one of the window, right? 2019 right. was kind of its own thing. A lot of those guys have moved on. This had to be year one of this window with this core, and it is. And if you drop
0: an improved quarterback into that next year, wow, wow, it's it's exciting. It really, really is. And it's kind of funny Al, as we look back to 2019 and the previous years as well. You talked about in the open about how how many championship games they made. So that's that's five in eleven years that the Niners have made, which is unbelievable. That's <laughs> <it's> crazy. That's <laughs> unbelievable. But to me, it's like okay. Again, you want to talk about law of averages? Okay, law of averages goes the other way too. Also, the law of averages is a total fallacy, by the way. Look it up on Google it. It's a total fallacy. It's a gambling <laughs> fallacy. So it's not even a thing, right? So um, but the I the concept of this law of averages thing, right? This bodes well for the 49ers, too, right? All right, this is your fifth championship game. You don't have any Super Bowl wins, right, in that time. At some point, you're gonna get a Super Bowl win out of that, right? Law of averages, right? So I'm just gonna use that to my benefit. <laughs> and I'm just gonna twist that the way that I want to. But again. It's been so boomer bust, but I think that Kyle quieted a lot of people myself included, man. Quieted a lot of critics with this this playoff run and hopefully Super Bowl run. And it's been so impressive the job that he's been able to do and he's matured and I think that going forward, now all right, the heat's off, right? Like he's no matter what happens, heat's off Kyle now, right? Let him do his thing. Give him a healthy quarterback, give him a healthy team, let him and let him go to work. And right now again, we're in a situation where if they beat The the Rams, which I hope they do, which I think that they will. You're playing for your second Super Bowl in three years and probably against the same team, but we'll see.
1: Yeah. And do you understand how ridiculous that is that if you take out the 2000s and we will because they don't count, um, (laughs) the Niners are basically in the NFC championship game half the time. that's, That's pretty insane. It really, really is. The 80s and 90s, they were a dominant team that whole time hasn't been that way in, in the two, you know, in, in the 2010s and beyond, but they've still been in the NFC championship game five times, five of the 11 years. I mean, that's just yeah. talk about making the most of your opportunities. And, you know, the similarities between the hard boss team, hard boss teams and, and this team, it, it's, it's that they're just both so damn tough, right? Mm-hmm. They're both just tough, hard-nosed teams and two different coaches with kind of the same, I, I guess, sort of the same philosophy in terms of what they look for, for players, tough guys. It's, it's a good defense. They put good coaches around them. It, it's exciting, man. It really is. And, you know, Kyle was headed in a way, we talked about it, at three and five, you're like, all right, is he going to lose 10 games again? Mm-hmm. You know, he was headed in a bad right. direction, but now he's turned it around where he's, he's, you know, the guys, we were talking about, was the Heat going to be on next year? Kyle is safe for right. the foreseeable future. You know what I mean? Like, it's laughable now to even say that, but it wasn't a few months ago. So it's just crazy the way this has changed. This has turned around and the way they've made the, the most of their opportunities. It's just, I, I mean, I'm in shock. It really? It's shocking to have this conversation right now. It's shocking to think they are where they are after where they were three months ago. It's, it, it's just unbelievable. Unbelievable.
0: Let's give out game balls, Al. All
1: right. Let's do it. My game ball. So I want to give it like, obviously Jordan Willis like deserves the game ball, right? Yeah. Um, But he got the real game ball. <laughs> so what I think Fred Warner, somebody you can consider, he had an amazing game, Jimmy yeah. Ward, Nick Bosa. You know, what? I'm going to give it to Eric Armstead because this is the yeah. no more slander tour right now with Eric Armstead. And I just, <laughs> a game ball for me, when we get out on the show, sometimes you just want to recognize somebody. It doesn't, have, it doesn't have to be the best player in the game. He didn't have to make the best play. It's just like someone I want to recognize. I just want to recognize him for just the dominant play that he's had lately. And all the shit that he took, and all like you know the negative things that have been said about him, he's been dominant in the playoffs, and he gets my
0: game ball absolutely this week. It's kind of funny as as we were prepping for the show today, and I was I was just kind of like thinking about stuff, and I'm like, you know what, Eric Armstead's going to get one from at least one of us, and he's gonna he's gonna be one of those guys that we we never really mentioned him in that way, right? No, but I mean, no. he was he was so good, and I think that again, you're getting a lot of your players peaking at the right time, right? Like Tart Ward. Eric Armstead, Mosley's been amazing. KML Williams has actually been struggling though, by the way, which, which, you know, we'll, I, I, we didn't get into that, but he's, he's kind of struggled a little bit. I wonder if he's still hurt, but again, like they're getting contributions from guys that, you know, that, that they, they're, they're pillars, right. That they should be leaning on. And I think that's why they're, been, they're doing so well. So my game ball. So, you know, you could, you could say that like, okay, Jordan Willis, Hofanga, Robbie gold. I'm going to give my game ball to Richard Hightower. And Richard Hightower was somebody who I thought should be fired at the end of the season because the special teams has been so bad. But Richard Hightower, between setting up that return for Debo that kind of got them back into it in the second half and the blocked field goal at the end of the first half. And again, the block uh, and then subsequent touchdown, which, by the way, I was hilarious if you go back and watch that that ball like you heard the double the the double thump right like from the foot and then when it hits willis's arm and that ball mm-hmm. went so high out of the screen it was like a, it was like a can of corn pop-up right and everybody's looking around like all the play- all 11 guys in the field looking around everywhere nobody knows where it is it's just the funniest thing and it's funny now because like kafanga picked it up and it did like probably 17 little spins on the ground mm-hmm. it didn't bounce away because the you know the, the ground was dead right and then like it was all in slow motion for me i was like, okay. It's going somewhere. The Packers are going to recover it. Oh, the Niners are near it. He's going to pick it up and fumble it. He's not going to be able to pick it up. Oh, he's going to fall down on his way to the goal line. And nope, none of that happened. I was, I was so afraid at so many points in that sequence. Cause I thought I was like, okay, game over, right? Like we may be able to tie this. We may not, but like to go from that to having that block punt and that touchdown, that is one of the single biggest plays this franchise has ever had in its history. Mm -hmm. Like, one of these single biggest moments and it, it was a blocked punt. Unbelievable play. Great job by Richard Hightower's unit. They were bulletproof in this game, which you can't say a lot about them this year. They were amazing. They showed up in the biggest of moments and they won the 49ers that game. Unbelievable job by them.
1: And we've we even said enough about Robbie Gould. Robbie Gould, I don't yeah. think in this he I mean, just as clutch as you can be. He's again somebody that that how many times we hear, "Well, oh, they're paying him too much. What are they paying him for?" Again, he's earned his money, man. He's you do it in these moments, you earn your money, and he's done it. And this is the Robbie Robbie Gold appreci- appreciation tour too, because it's just he, how clutch can he be? I loved it. Him making that kick, he kicks the ball and just starts walking off the field. That was like so awesome. <laughs> just kicked it and just turned around and started watching celebrating. Like so awesome to see. Clutch, clutch moment for him. It was it was so cool, man. There's so many just good stories with this. It's funny with this game. Like usually I'll watch games, and, you know, you remember what obviously you watch the game, you remember moments. I almost don't remember anything from this game. It was like a blur. It was yeah. like I was in like a buzz. It was in like a cloud. Was I sober? No, but that's that's totally besides <laughs> the point. Um, I'm usually never sober during these games. I remember stuff, but it's just weird. I don't know. I was thinking about doing the show, and I'm like, I had to listen to some other shows and read stuff because like I didn't remember things. Like I did. Right. It was it was so strange. But yeah, it's just I think all fans are on cloud nine right now. So as we do our picks, all right, I'll start off. I've been wrong. I don't know how many times, I mean, probably six of the last seven weeks or something like that. I've been wrong, but usually when I'm wrong, it's gone well for the Niners. So I'm taking the Rams by a billion Rams by a billion this week.
0: (laughs) That's hilarious. Not going to be close. And I have been right. Okay. So I've been the right one. So I'm taking, I'm taking the Niners and I'm going to say the Niners, uh, I'm going to say they barely eke it out by, by one score. Uh, you can take the, that that way you will may Robbie Goldfield goal or a touchdown at the end but the Niners will eke out and they will play be playing for Super Bowl number six they'll have their eighth Super Bowl appearance uh, and I, I just can't believe I'm saying that sentence and I, I mean Al like again this could be this could be the last show of the season right this could be right we don't know I hope we have another one but man what a ride it's been what a crazy crazy season like I I fail to remember a crazier season because like Every time they go to the Super Bowl, with with the exception like maybe the '88 season, which is like I think the first season I started watching football like as a kid, so I don't remember it that much. But every year they've been on top of the league, they've been the best team in the league, either the the number one or the number two seed, right? Like they've been they've been going to the Super Bowl. as that they've never been like a crazy underdog team where it's like like a five or a six seed, right? Now that we have seven seeds, the first time they've ever gone like this. So I, I don't know what to expect, right? I don't know what to expect on Sunday. I don't know what to expect if they make it to the Super Bowl. But it's been just such an unbelievably crazy season. And I love this group of guys, every single one of them. Like, they've been such a, a fun team to watch. And I hope it doesn't end.
1: Yeah. And I guarantee that the first first down the Rams will get, Zane will text me and say, it's over, I knew it, because Zane just loses his mind in the beginning of the game.
0: I have to keep, I have to keep the tradition, right? I have to yeah. keep the, that, that going, because every time I do that, they win, right? So also, yeah. PSA, all 49ers fans, all of our listeners, tell your family, tell your friends, they're Niners fans. Number one, if you haven't bought a ticket to SoFi, buy a ticket to SoFi. Show up at that stadium. Let's get that home field advantage back for them. Let's make them go silent count in their own stadium again. Number two, PSA number two, whatever you did last week, do the same exact thing this week. (laughs) Everything. No exceptions. Everything that you did, do the same exact thing this week, and let's walk out of SoFi with the win, and let's go there two weeks later again. Also, I'll tinfoil hat theory really quick as we're kind of wrapping up here tinfoil hat theory. I don't think the Rams are going to win. And you know why? Because the NFL had a home team playing in their home stadium for the Super Bowl last year. I don't think they're going to want that two years in a row for parody's sake and all this stuff. Like, Mm. I don't think that's, that's not a good look for the league where you have like all your home teams are playing home Super Bowls. Like you don't get that tourist revenue from people outside of the the city or state they're coming in. And it's just like, you know, it's a home game, right? So that's not really fair to the team that's visiting, right? Like that's, there's no parody in that. So I'm going to lean on that, and I'm going to say that's why the Rams are not going to win.
1: I I do want to say quickly before we go to, as most of you may know, because I've said it before, I'm an upstate New York guy. My wife is from Buffalo, so I want to send my condolences out to the Bills fans because that was, other than the Norwood kick, I know a lot of Bills fans, have a lot of friends who are Bills fans, and they are hurting today. I was hurting a little bit because I was pulling for them. Um, Same. The only thing that gets me by in that game is I I don't think – the score should have been as close as it was. I think Josh Allen and Gabriel Davis put the team on their backs. I thought yep. it was a horribly coached game by the Bills. Horrible. Terrible. I thought Brian Dable, who I think is incredibly overrated, he's going to get a head coaching job, but I think he's overrated. I thought he played it too conservative. I thought McDermott and Leslie Frazier did a terrible job defensively, especially at the end. Yep. One, you mm-hmm. absolutely squib kick because, yep. or do one of those little pop-up kicks because yep. you would take four or five seconds off the clock and then the really – they only have time for two plays instead of the three. And the third was the field goal. The second mm-hmm. is you're playing prevent 10, 15 yards off the ball, making it easy for the chiefs to get 10, 15 yards. And on the the play that Kelsey caught the ball before the field goal, they didn't even chip him. He got a free release yeah. and just ran. It was a horribly coached game. Horrible. I feel terrible for the people of Buffalo. And I usually, you know, my motto that I don't ever feel bad for people. who have significantly more money than I do, but mm-hmm. I do feel for Josh Allen and I do feel, even for Gabriel Davis guy I thought those two people put the team on their back. Um and Josh Allen what he did was you know it's a of heroic football wise. Um it was awesome to see and for them to lose like that it was tough. And there's no yeah. I want to like the Chiefs. I do, but I don't at all. I don't <laughs> like the Chiefs. I hate the Chiefs. Um it's such a trash I organization. Hate everything about the Chiefs. I hate I hate like Patrick Mahomes' stupid brother who does the dances. I don't know where the hell that guy uh, came from, but like seriously. Yeah. And I, I don't want to knock anyone's wife, but Patrick Mahomes is it his wife or his fiance? She is, is insufferable with like the high pitched like <laughs> screaming and she with the champagne.
0: Like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I would that's, be pissed you know, if somebody if somebody pours champagne on me. Like, I would be pissed, man. I'd right? Like, There's like doing? kids
1: there and stuff. You're pouring champagne yeah. on people. Like, get out of here. Think about other people, you clown. Like, are you yeah. are you joking? So that yeah. stuff annoys me and like
0: you know they're just a I trash trash organization like Tyreek Hill is just like a POS like it's just yeah Frank yeah. Clark like I used to kind of like the Chiefs POS
1: because you had you know you had Gerbach there and Bono there and yeah. obviously Montana played there so they were another team that I was like oh it's cool if the Chiefs win you know they got some yeah. 49er ties I'm not like anymore I don't like them anymore
0: I don't like them I want the Bengals to I think that now. that ended for me when when Alex Smith left right like when Alex Smith oh, yeah, was yeah, there Alex I Smith was is there, another I one yeah. Like, yeah Yeah. yeah and once he left, and once it was Mahomes, I like, right, forget these guys. Although I did want Mahomes to be on the 49ers when he was drafted, but that's another story. But man, the Bills, I just can't believe. So think, let's. let's uh, I, I know we're not a Bills podcast, but this is such a, first of all, best divisional round ever, right? It like, yeah, was, was not the best. Unbelievable. Awesome. So the, the Bills, okay, theoretically, Al, you could have done this. Okay, so if you pop up a kick at the end, even if they fair catch that, you're inside your own 20, probably. Right, right. right. Like backed You start up. that inside your own 20. You're backed up. So you pop that up, okay, there's what 13 seconds left. All right, Buffalo, what you do on every single play is you start grabbing people and tackling them to the ground, receivers. Mm-hmm. Cuz you care about the time, you don't care about the yardage. Right. Literally. Right. You do not want them to catch a ball because again, the, the time doesn't get put back on the clock, right? Even if you commit a penalty, unless it's the end of the game, you get one more one more dead down like dead clock play, but they don't put the time back on the clock, right? If you commit a, if you commit a penalty post snap, Mm-hmm. that's all you do is you, you Fine, you want it you you literally you deck kelsey and if they want the five yards you can take the five yards who cares you don't give a crap You right. care about the time it's very simple you just take penalty after penalty because they're backed up and unless it's unless it's some long you know pass interference penalty you don't care because every single one of those downs is taking precious seconds off the clock and there's a million and that's just one way of playing it right you're going to play it straight up like all right cool we're going to play our normal defense And we're not going to give you any free releases and that's it. There's so many ways they could have played that and they played it the absolute worst way. Patrick Mahomes drove down the field. He drove what? 43 yards in three plays in the same amount of time that it took Mm -hmm. Dak Prescott to run one play. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, that's, uh, that's number one, why you don't run the ball 14 seconds left. And number two, just a terrible job at the Bills. like I, that game was just so back and forth. And every time I looked at the score, I was like, Oh, the bills are up. Oh, the chiefs are up. Oh, the bills are up. And when Allen threw that last touchdown, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's, that's a wrap. Chiefs are out. Peace out. But man, I, I just, I hate the chiefs. I think they're a trash organization. They have a trash fan base and we can't, we can't know them through the super bowl and they get it's just an absolute trash fan base. And they, I mean, all signs point to them going, but I mean, I'm hoping that Joe Burrow can kind of pull one out of his hat. Mm-hmm. And we get a, a different opponent from the AFC. No matter what happens with the Niners, I just don't want to see the Chiefs. No matter what, even if the, even if it's the Rams, I still don't want to see the Chiefs.
1: I do want to beat the Chiefs. That would be sweet if the Niners if the Niners get some revenge and beat them like that would be awesome. Um, yeah. But you know, I guess I'd rather see just because I don't even want to see the, the Chiefs get there. I'd rather see Niners Bengals three. Um, yeah, because I mean the Bengals fans got to hate the Niners pretty much too. You know, they've <laughs> taking away their only two chances at a title, so that would be interesting. But yeah, man, it would be sweet to beat the Chiefs too. But one game at a time, we'll see what happens.
0: I hope we're doing a show next week to talk about a win out. I really do. And yeah. our fans, like, hey, be thankful, man, because the Niners, no matter what happens this week, be thankful because the Niners are back. They're back. Yep. So be yep. thankful for that.
1: Well, we'll be back either way though next week because we got to put a bow on it too, even if they do lose. But they won't lose. We'll be doing. Oh no, no, I'm I'm picking against them. You're picking I'm against them yet. Yeah. So I'm you're saying, saying they will lose. I'm not saying anything positive. I've been wrong. Oh, let, me say, things-
0: let me say the positive stuff then. Okay. Okay. you do the positive stuff. We'll be back next week to put a bow on this because the Niners are going to win. And we're going to see what happens next week. And hopefully, we're talking about a trip to SoFi for the Super Bowl. So, back to back, well, not back to back weeks, back to back games in SoFi for the Lombardi. I think I think I'll let you. I think I'll let you end it because you end that you end the winning games and like I think we're going deep in superstition. But go ahead.
1: <laughs> For Zane, this is Al.
0: See ya.